1: Wins the race on Sunday. What a champion's drive today by Sir Lewis Hamilton in Brazil. Welcome back to the Grid Talk podcast, everybody. This is episode number 151, where I'll be reviewing the 2021 Sao Paulo Grand Prix, aka the Brazilian Grand Prix. I'm your host, George Harrison, and joining me today are F1 expert, Alex Booth. Hello. Tom Downey from the EF1 podcast. Hello. And engineer, Owen Medford. Hello. So, lads, let's get into the race. Obviously, like I mentioned in the intro, Hamilton was thrown out of uh, qualifying with his uh, illegal rear wing, although Mercedes maintained that it was damaged, but that's another that's topic that's to for another day. But despite that, Hamilton, he got up to fifth during the sprint, and today, O'Wain he absolutely cut through the field like a hot knife through, but he was up to fourth by the end of lap three, I think. He, he was just on another level today.
2: Yeah, um, you know, I think I, I was a bit worried personally, um, after, you know, just, I mean, it was absolutely, for me, the, the drive in the sprint was probably one of the drives of the season. You know, that's a, that's a championship saving drive. And then he's gone of followed it up with another, with another championship saving drive. I think the win today for, for Hamilton was like, you know, it had to, it had to happen. Um, otherwise I think it was probably over, um, for mercedes and hamilton to win the championship but uh you know as you say you know up to up four places in uh you know he's up to third but in five laps which is you know obviously he's got a load of help from uh from unfortunately known you know norris got uh got that puncture and uh and bottas it was never going to be much of an issue but you know just uh, you know absolute champions drive there
1: Yeah, that that was Hamilton unleashed. He had nothing to lose. He had to try and win this race. And I I honestly believe until about halfway through that he probably wasn't going to have, you know, he was going to finish second, but he just stormed through. And it was a great battle between Hamilton and Verstappen, Tom, if not a controversial one. I mean, I'm I'm sure a lot of people are going to be wondering why the students didn't take further action when uh, Verstappen appeared to take. Hamilton off the road in, a, in turn 4 taking them both off the road for that matter but in the end Hamilton he just had too much pace for him he raced off into the distance and he was 10 seconds ahead by the end
0: yeah I was surprised that it wasn't even uh, well it was investigated but I was surprised that nothing came of it and I say, that, I say this as a Max Verstappen fan um yeah, yeah, he Max, I think crossed the line there, and, and I don't just mean the track, the track boundary. Um, yeah, he was, it uh, was beyond risky that move. And when he was watching it, I was just thinking, "Oh, Max, what are you doing?" But Lewis kept his cool. Lewis just he knew he had him banged to rights almost by that point, and Hamilton just showed why he is a seven-time world champion the years and years and years of experience, the time that he has put other drivers under pressure to get the leads in other races. You could see it. You could see it coming into, into Turn 1. As soon as I saw him almost fake that dive down the outside into Turn 1, he forced Max to move. Max then cut back, which meant Hamilton was a lot closer. I already had DRS, got the slipstream. Off he went. Tarasan, See you next week. It was just... Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and, and Max, I think... I think it was inevitable that that was going to happen. The safety car and virtual safety cars definitely benefited Mercedes because they could catch up to a point. Um, and and yeah, it was just it was just a titanic battle between
1: the two of them. It was, yeah. Uh, every time we've had a sprint, it's only happened three times this season, there's always been an on-track incident. At least this time, though, it didn't end with both or one of the drivers flying out of the race. Um and because it's absolutely vital for Hamilton as well he's not taking the lead back in the drivers championship it's 14 points but if it wasn't for that it would have been it would have been 28 or something like that i think which is over a race win. so it's an absolutely vital thing for him to do going into Qatar uh, next week um but yeah i mean there's been there's been races this year where red bull has seemed to have the better car there's been races where mercedes have seemed to have the better car but i think this weekend alex uh, hamilton is just really outshone even what that car can perform it, it's it's been one of his most important and crucial drives this weekend
3: it was an unbelievable drive um the engine change uh, going into the weekend was was a bonus uh, because it was a, it was a nice pressure and it certainly gave them the edge uh, in straight line speed um but that, but that doesn't but was taking nothing away from Lewis, from lewis's drive today it was unbelievable i didn't really i thought that a podium was possible like Third, but i thought the staff and the ahead um to really challenge the to, to challenge for victory but i was proven wrong um and uh, he did exactly what i had to do because as you say if it had gone the other way around it would have been a 28 point deficit which uh with only three races left um it's not ideal unless there's a retirement for the uh the opponent which is unlikely to happen for a, rel- for, a for reliability um so uh it was Perfect for Lewis today and damage limitation
1: for Red Bull and Absolutely. Yeah, I think someone figured out that Hamilton did something like twenty-five overtakes during the sprint and today's race combined, which you can you can say, oh yeah, he's got the best car, you can say he's got a new engine, you can say all this and that and the other. At the end of the day, that's there's not many people on the grid, if anybody else who could do something like that. I think Hamilton and Verstappen are two of the very few who could manage that um it's just it's just unbelievable from both of them they've been an incredible format what it's only three rounds left but it's going to be it's going to be tight it's going to be intense between them we don't know what's going to happen next weekend we have no idea um you can try and predict it all you want we thought that uh this circuit would have suited red bull more it doesn't appear like it did it seemed like it was more of a Mercedes track if anything um but yeah so yeah uh for Stappen, uh, he finished second, oh, it was, it's its not bad by any means. Horner was saying on the radio after that, you know, it was damage limitation, but at the end of the day, he did start in second place today, he did take the, the lead by the first corner, so he will be disappointed in a way, but it's not a disaster. He did hold off Bottas to the finish,
2: uh, yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I think, I think Mercedes had the edge, uh, car wise, I think they'd extracted more performance out of it. Uh, I think the Red Bull, um, I don't don't know, you know, if we're looking at car potential, I think it's a lot of it's coming, you know, we're on a knife edge here over whether it's going to go Mercedes way or Red Bull's way. Um, Because as you say, we expect it to to go uh, Red Bull's way coming into the weekend. But um, I think with the probably on balance weaker car, Verstappen, Verstappen, sorry, showed that he, you know, he put up a hell of a fight during the middle portion of that race um, against Lewis uh, when you know, he, he did everything he needed to do, um, and it was only sort of a you know, a bit of tyre, um, you know, just a, a tyre advantage, really. And Lewis having it as I said, a, a cracking race, um, you know, to the point where Verstappen, I don't think, you know, for me at least, you know, he, he to keep him behind as long as he did, um, was impressive, because uh, I think. That gap was only widening in the in the relative performance of each other. And and as you say, he kept off uh he, he managed to, um keep Valtteri Bottas at bay. Uh, you know, keep it. you know, I think it was a what is a three and a half second gap at the end. Um you know, that, that could easily have, have gone in a few laps if Bottas had pushed earlier and and Verstappen could have been ended up third. So to to still take second against um against a Mercedes team who were probably uh, the better of the two is uh, is exactly what he needs to do, and it, and it just slows the, uh, the the rate that um, Hamilton is catching up on him.
1: Yeah, definitely, it was important for him to get second place today. I mean, I'm sure he would have won it, wanted to win it. I'm sure he thought he could have won it, uh, won it before this uh, for this race today. Uh, it just wasn't to be, though. Hamilton was just too quick for everybody today. <laughs> it's just, like I said a few times, he's just on another level. Uh, but that second place was Stappen and the fourth place for Perez does keep. Red Bull in the hunt for the constructors' championship. It's just uh, just eleven points uh, between Mercedes and Red Bull. Mercedes having the advantage there. Um, so yeah, so we'll move on to the man who completed the podium today, Valtteri Bottas. Tom, he, he won the sprint yesterday um, and today, despite losing the the lead at the start, I was thinking to myself, well, you know, he's not he's not really doing Hamilton any favors here. Like this is the Bottas that we've kind of feared, might rear his ugly head again but despite that i think today did a decent job he did get slightly lucky with the virtual safety car to overtake Perez, but third place and a lot of constructors points for mercedes
0: yeah bottas did what mercedes needed him to do today i think when toto said come on Valter, we can get max i think there was a bit wishful thinking um realistically but Bottas did well he had a really good saturday you know the, the way he stormed into the lead in in the in the spring qualifying race qualifying um whatever you want to call it uh and then and then today didn't get the best of start was you know fell victim to a very very aggressive verstappen who basically threw down an uno reverse card from yesterday um and, and then and then ended up beating beating bottas off the line i do think that inside so sort the of grid slot, so that P2 almost seems to favour whoever's starting at Brazil. Um, or it certainly seems to have been this weekend. Maybe it's because it was cooler or just a bit of an anomaly this week, but it certainly helped this It certainly helped this year. Um, but yeah, Bottas held, held on to P3. I don't think he was ever really going to be in contention for P2. And, and when he said to Mercedes on the team radio, I think we've thrown away a, a, a solid one-two here. I'm not too sure. I think an angry Max fueled by Red Bull in a Red Bull was probably always going to hunt him down and pass him, especially if if he was on all tyres. The virtual safety car as well really helped Mercedes to, to make sure that there was enough of a gap up ahead because he only lost something like 11 seconds as opposed to the full 20, 22, 24 seconds that a pit stop usually takes. So, yeah, he, he had a stroke of luck, but he had a good weekend to even start from where he started. Some some good battles and just just did just did what he needed to. Oh, and and he practically he practically stopped when he moved over for Hamilton. He you know, he practically did an emergency stop to turn, but that was always gonna happen.
1: Yeah, it absolutely didn't make it, you know. I think they said it invert the cars on um, on the radio, but the the way that Bottas uh, went about actually getting out of the way it was very obvious but end of the day doesn't matter we all know team orders are part of Formula One whether you like them or love them they're always going to be in that kind of situation um, Bottas did get out of the way which uh, in, earlier on in the season I think in Spain he refused to for a long time so it's good to see him doing that um, next up we have Sergio Perez he finished in fourth place and. Again, I mean, I I don't want to be harsh on Checo. I do like the guy. I do think he's a great driver. But I think Alex is going to be disappointed with this. He was second at the start of the race. He did get unlucky with Bottas getting the virtual safety car, but being held up by signs for the entire sprint when you think he would have got past, thought he would have got past him as well. It's, it's just a little bit more. But fourth isn't a disaster. It's still quite a few points for Red Bull for the constructors.
3: It is. I mean, as you say, he will be disappointed today because uh, he got. Uh, really rather unlucky with the virtual safety car which allowed Bottas to gain, gain a bit of an advantage over him um, and that cost him a potential podium. Uh, it, was, uh, it was more disappointing for him yesterday really because yeah, he, he probably uh, should have got a pass sign uh, and, he, and he wasn't able to which was surprising. Um, and what went on with the virtual safety car today that, that's the look of the jaw but uh, uh, he did uh, a, a, good, a good tactic from Red Bull by uh, snapping the fast lap away from Lewis right at the end. Because uh, they couldn't do it straight away, because um, they would have just reacted with both doing the same thing. So uh, they played that strategic call right, because they had a massive gap over uh, Leclerc and Smith, and um, and he came away uh, uh, with fourth place, which uh, wasn't wasn't brilliant, but uh, it was uh, the best that he could have really done in that situation.
1: Yep, most likely. Yeah, and he did get the fastest lap um, as well to get a bonus point for that. So. I took that away from I think it was Hamilton at the time who had the fastest lap. Uh, they pitted him with a few laps to go, so I've seen it quite a few times. He might as well have done because it was a big gap. Uh, back to fifth place, who was Charles Leclerc, um, and Carlos Sainz was in sixth as well. I mean, it, an excellent day for Ferrari, really. Tom, uh, as much as it pains me to say, it do, it does appear very obviously that Ferrari are the third best team now. They are the third best team in terms of pace and results. They. They were kind of in no man's land today, but that's a good thing for them because they were well clear of the rest of the midfield.
0: Yeah, it was. It's, it's been a good weekend for Ferrari, sort of all around. You know, P five, P six. They couldn't have really asked for for much more. They they were best of the rest, which, given where they were last year, it was pretty woeful. Um, yeah, the, the, it, it's it's done them as much as it pains me to admit it as well because I adore McLaren with all my heart. Especially Lando. Um, yeah, they've they've got what roughly a thirty-five, I think, point lead over McLaren now in the constructors. Cause Ferrari picked up a good haul for P five and P six, and Lando came home either P nine or P ten. So he's picked up a point, maybe two, and Danny Rick had a DNF with a power unit issue. Um so I thought McLaren were gonna be Bob on for third this year in the constructors. And then Ferrari just sort of started sneaking up behind them. And then next thing you know, they've been right there. I've been writing them off. um, And that is, don't I look like a fool now? Because Ferrari are, unless something drastic happens, I think they will take third in the constructors. And Carlos Sainz, I don't think he gets enough credit for the absolute sensational launch he had yesterday at the start of the sprint race. Um, Today, didn't have a very good launch got passed by Lando, and then ultimately Lando thought he had more room than he did. Signs was lucky to not get a puncture, but it wasn't his fault. Um, and then, like you said, George, they just drove around in no man's land, which is better. like what Pierre Dazley's been doing, to be honest. Um, but it's they're just doing what they need to do to secure the points, get more funding for for next year. Not and the far fr- short of money.
1: <laughs> well i mean there's all the budget caps and stuff coming in so a bit of income like that will uh definitely help them out no end and um, yeah i mean fair play to ferrari i mean they've, they've they've you know last year it was just tired for them we documented that no end uh, and while they haven't won a race this year they've been a lot more consistent and like you said as well i think there's a 31 point gap they ha- now have over mclaren which you don't want to say it's a done deal but it's probably a done deal. I mean, I think unless they have an absolute disaster in the last few races, that those new engines they put in around Russia and Turkey, they're just performing so well for them. and um, Really just, really is doing a treat for them. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll move on. So yeah, Tom mentioned Pierre Gasly there. Uh, Alex, uh, he finished in seventh place today. Not quite the lofty heights of fourth like it was in Mexico, but a good race nevertheless for him. Solid points for Alpha Tauri. Uh, and the battle between Alpha Tari and Alpine remains level because of it. Yeah,
3: it's, it's not like the uh, the the real dizzy heights as you mentioned, but it's another points finish that, he, that he's done. He's been he's been ultra consistent this year with Pierre Gasly, um, and and as you mentioned, the, the race between Alpha Tari and Alpine goes on. Um, Alpine really could do with uh, with the with the second car to know to get in, get some points to really help them in that fight because. I'm, I think uh, if you're faster right now, I think it's more in Alpine favour because they seem to be able to get, well, at least more likely to get two cars in the point, which is what they're going to need. Um, but Gasly's doing his utmost and uh, it wasn't it wasn't his best race of the season, but uh, he still managed to get a decent result.
1: Yeah, he did all he could at the end of the day and he did a hell of a lot of better than his teammate, who we will get on to uh, not, in the not too distant future. Uh, and like a true professional, I completely forgot to mention the five star review uh, rule that we have here on grid Top after the fifth place man. Uh, So I'll mention it now. So if you guys leave us a five star review on iTunes, you'll get a shout out at the start of the show. And you'll be entered into one of our free competitions, which are running right now as well. Get some free merchandise. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel, because obviously we go out live on YouTube these days before it goes onto the streaming platforms. If you leave a comment on the video proper, not just the live chat, although please do get involved with that. They do answer your questions on there. If you leave a comment on the video proper, and if you leave a five-star review on iTunes, you'll be entered into three different draws to win some free merchandise from our new store, f1chronicle.com forward slash store, if you want to check out what we've got there. T-shirts, mugs, hoodies, all that good stuff. So, yeah, please head over to there if you want to support the show. Um, and, yeah, I mentioned Alpine there, Tom. Uh, Esteban Ocon in eighth, Fernando Alonso in ninth, which I am very surprised to be saying that. They they weren't really anywhere in the sprint. They they were kind of just ghosting around the edge of the points, but I don't know if they ran an alternate strategy or something. But they just crept up there during the race, and fair play to them. It's it's six big points in the end of the day.
0: Yeah, uh, I got to be honest, I'm just as surprised as you were that um, the Alpine did quite as well as they did. I didn't think they were going to go that well, especially given their fairly lowly starting positions. Um, but it was it was nice to see them bring home a double points finish um i mean nothing is going to quite top the double points finish from hungary but um but it, it was still it, it was still a solid outing today from them maybe they benefited uh, benefited a bit from the safety car from from the vscs i can't remember exactly when they pitted but whatever they did they made it work today it's given them a good chunk good chunk of points in the fight with alpha Tauri. um i'm just going to look up to see what the points difference is between them because those two have been pretty level on points recently. Um,
1: and, okay, I cool. caught. 62 for Alonso, 50 for Ocon.
0: Yeah, and then, oh, well, actually, interestingly, though, the, the teams are um, they are actually tied on points at the moment. They still um, are, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but Alpine are ahead because they have a race win. Mm. And also, side note, I think the BBC Sport website might have made an error because it says Mercedes got 521 points and Red Bull are 510.
1: I don't think that's right. That That is right. They, they're all both on point 0.5, though. That's the only thing. But that is correct. What? Each, oh, to not, ignore me. It's all right,
0: mate. I, 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 I looked at that and I thought, because I saw the names, I thought, oh, a driver usually has something points. But then I just
1: realised I flipped tabs. <laughs> anyway. Moving on, moving on. We'll <laughs> moving on. Unfortunately, next we need to uh, go to the final points. Where at least it was one point this weekend for McLaren. Uh, Lando Norris finishing in tenth place today. Uh, but owen it it could have and should have been a lot more. Ricardo, obviously, he wasn't the point, but he retired with an engine issue, which will worry Mercedes a little bit. But I suppose with the twenty engines that each drivers use this season, they'll be all right uh Norris he did start fairly high up there but had an incident with Signs. I think it was off the line and to be honest with you even though obviously I probably am a little bit biased towards McLaren I think that's probably Norris's mistake there was room for him to go around the outside and he didn't use it
2: yeah he did cut across on Science a little bit I think he just um maybe in the strong of it he just sort of lost sight of just an awareness of where Science was so yeah probably his fault um in total it's not a great weekend for um for McLaren at all you know one point um and then to have a fairly strong points finish for Ferrari because you know we've been saying for weeks that you know it started the Ferrari seem to have got on top of their car and to be best of the rest uh is is quite impressive Uh, um but to come back to McLaren I think it's sort of that that's starting to slip away from them now the uh, the ability to to come third in the championship and um and as good as they looked, it's now it's now falling away from them um, a bit. Uh, you know, it's a good recovery drive. Let's not be like, yeah, you know, he got helped in certain ways by the safety car and the VSC and things like that. For, um, did Norris to actually get where he did. Uh, and obviously the retirement of, a t- of his teammate probably helped a little bit. So that's, you know, a blessing and a curse in some ways. But, um, but yeah, the fact that you know it, it, it unfortunately it's a situation of his own making um but to recover you know to have the awareness not to pound it round on his way back uh, which could easily to as easily ended races before in you know up and down the motorsports ladder as it were and obviously we've seen it you know happen where where lewis has had to retire from a puncture like that you know to have the awareness not to 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 race the car back as it were uh, and and destroy his race completely um is good uh and uh and it's and it's translated into one point um so yeah, um, I don't think there's any chance of them slipping backwards. But for, uh, for McLaren, you know, it's not—it's been a poor weekend, um, and uh, and I think it's probably cost them uh, ultimately the uh, the driver, uh, the, sorry, the constructors' championship place uh, over Ferrari.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think I think other than the start itself, uh, Norris did a standout job today to come from getting a puncture, well behind, nearly almost a lap behind. Uh, to finish 10th is is admirable, even in a car as good as the McLaren. I think he did a standout job other than it's just his getaway, really. That's the only thing that let him down. Um, Next up, in 11th place, uh, Sebastian Vettel, Alex. I mean, he's going to be disappointed not to score points, obviously, but I don't think he really could have done much better than what he did today. I, I, I think he was up in, what was he, sixth or seventh in the early stages, but the pace of that Aston Martin just isn't there. And like we said a few times, they're just moving on, looking forward to 2022.
3: Yeah, it's it's been a recurring theme really of the season that just haven't really had what, it, what it's taken. Uh Sebastian Vettel probably come away with one of the biggest internet hits of the weekend when he's he said I'll uh i gonna t- I'm gonna go and touch Lewis's rear wing at the end at the end of uh, the, the sprint. But that's probably the highlight of his weekend really. Um yeah, he, he just missed a point finish and unfortunately um Stroll had uh an unfortunate incident when he was clipped by a uh, Coder at the start and that must damage his car and uh, that was a one, one retirement for Aston Martin an on point finish, so it's another weekend really. That they'll want to quickly forget and move on from.
1: Yep, absolutely. Now, a good weekend for them, but it's not a surprise either. And they're going to stay in seven from the constructors. Williams can't catch them, and they can't catch Alpha Tari nor uh, Alpine ahead of them. So they're just counting down the races to next year, really, at this point, to be honest. Um, Next up, we have the Alpha Romeo's Kim Raikkonen and recovering from his. Uh, his crash uh, in the sprint race and starting from the pit lane in this race to finish 12, and Antonio Giovinazzi in 14th for just another just another average race for them. There's, there's not a hell of a lot we can really say from this one for this one. Tom, I mean, at least at least Reichen and made some overtakes, but Giovinazzi, I don't even remember seeing him other than being laps really. Yeah, uh, it's a
0: bit ominous for Giovinazzi, isn't it? Especially given this apparent poster welcoming Guan Yu Zhou has been spotted in China. Um, he'd had an alright uh, Friday, even. Um, in fact, both the drivers had had an alright Saturday. And I think um, I think Gio started the sprint race about ninth or something, or finished it at ninth. He had done pretty well. There was certainly somewhere where he finished ninth. I'm sure of it. I think he was up um, in the top ten in Q one. It was really high up there. But yeah, yeah, there was definitely something where I thought, I thought that's good to see from Gio, um, but alas, it's come to nothing. Um, I mean, so like you said, the, the Alfa Romeos, they're not going to catch Williams, and barring some seismic shift in the universe, Hass are not going to get enough points to overtake Alfa Romeos. So, so that they, they are solidly in ninth position. Raikkonen is literally just counting down the days until he can go home and just be be done with it, I think. He looks like someone who is pretty much mentally checked out. Gio, he looks like he's still driving for his career, but I'm I think if they were going to announce him, they would have done it by now. I think the reason they haven't announced anyone yet is because they are just hashing out deals and obviously the delay with the Michael Andressi takeover. Um, I think maybe they've gone back to reevaluating their options. Um, I would be surprised to see Gio kept on for next year, which I think would be a shame I think he has improved this year. He's learnt a lot from Kimi, but I think it's just too little, too late for him.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's been particularly bad, but I don't think he's been particularly good either. I wouldn't blame Alfa Romeo for wanting to move him on, um, or whatever guys the Sauber outfit, the Heimville outfit, uh, take next year. Uh, but we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, that that poster for Zhu in uh, in Shanghai. That's that's pretty ominous, but it could also could also potentially just be a a wishful fan in a way, a hopeful fan of uh, of Zhu in Chinese Rich. motorsport. But we'll see what happens. It's definitely possible. It's definitely possible that you will go there. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, another another team that didn't score any points this weekend was Williams. Uh, George Russell in 13. I think he ran extremely long on the hard tyres after pitting in the first lap, few laps or so. And Latifi down in 16. Again, it's another disappointing weekend from Rowane. But it's not a surprise. They've, they've done their work. They've got their points. And again, they're another team that are really looking forward to next year.
2: Yeah, they're um, they're pretty safe in the constructors championship in eighth. Um, you know, as we say, as has been said, we don't really see um, Salva uh, Dovrebio, sorry, going going forwards from this point. Um, you know, and and I, I, I think thirteenth from George is is pretty good um, based on the fact that you know he's taken advantage, obviously, of a couple of DNFs in front of him. And um, you know, I remember reading earlier in the week that. They don't. Basically, he can't sort of see where the where the car performance has gone. Um. So you know, from obviously getting into Q3 on occasion earlier this year, you know, it seems they've slipped back, and I think the other teams have just have just started to move away from them. Um. And uh, and sort of shut them out of those those positions they used to get in. Um. I think to, for for George to do any better than he than he did today, which is already pretty good, um. He would have needed something like uh some rain or something like that to just just shift the balance of the uh of the weekend, uh, and, and Nicholas as well. You know, it's just, you seem to do better when, uh, when there's changeable conditions and, um, other people maybe don't do so well, but, you know, a lot of the people in front of them, um, ran decent enough races. And unfortunately that, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't anything, any big scenario, uh, any big sort of events for them to profit off really, uh, by the couple of retirements, as I've mentioned before. So I think that's, it's, it's a decent enough weekend for Williams. Um, you know, where were I then? I'd be, I'd be waiting until 2022 and hope that that's uh, a bit more prosperous.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They did all good at the end of the day. And with a track temperature of about 50 degrees Celsius, uh, there wasn't going to be any rain <laughs> coming on to that. But you never know. You never know in Brazil. It's a, it's a funny old circuit. Some weird weather that has happened over the years, but it didn't look like it was going to rain today, to be honest. Um, uh, and next up, we have uh, Yuki Sonoda, 15th place for him. Uh, just a really big bad race for him I'm not going to pull any punches with this one we've, we've been praising him a bit and I'm feeling sorry for him with uh, with some of the words that uh, some of the Red Bull hierarchy been saying about him but Alex he's not done himself any favours today especially with that crash with Lance Stroll which he got a 10 second penalty for
3: no it was an ambitious move by, uh, by Snow and it's not really uh, what he really needed it's, uh, he's getting a bit of a reputation for mistakes and, and, and incidents and uh, it depends that's not really a good thing when you've got a helmet marker uh, over your shoulder. Um, but uh, he 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 kept, he kept on going after after uh, after pitting and brought the and brought the car home. But uh, as I mentioned before, if uh, if Tari are uh, going to be finishing ahead of Alpine, uh, they will do. It, they could do it on pace because Tari is a car than the Alpine, I think. But they need both cars in the point. Uh So yeah, Snowden uh, no needs to improve next week.
1: Yeah, it, it's. I mean, at the end of the day, I think the, the kid sounds that he's got. He's clearly got speed, but he, he just needs to stop hitting people. Basically, that 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 move was not on. Um, it's just. It's just something, isn't it? It's. I, I don't get. I don't get why he was trying that. Just try and make. Just try and make up ground, probably desperately. Uh, I, he shouldn't be doing that, though. At the end of the day, and because of that, I think Lance Stroll did retire because of the damage on his car. Uh, he, had, he had a few parts shedding off, and. I think I think Aston Martin just decided to retire explore, because he lost too much performance. Um, but speaking of losing performance, a team that don't really have any, uh, the Haas, of course, did end up last in this one as usual, seventeenth and eighteenth. Uh, Nikita Mazepin, this time for once, finished ahead of his teammate, but that was not because of his speed; it was because of Mick Schumacher's multiple incidents. I I think he hit one of the Alpha Romeos, lost his front wing, and that caused one of the one of the safety cars. Tom. Um, yeah i mean other than that it was it was just nothing you can really say about them uh at least there are only two laps now yeah um <laughs> I, I i i mean uh,
0: the, the, there's only so much we can say about hastry you know they've we know how bad their car is, and we know that they're not developing it but yeah it's just I just, you know, I I said this yesterday actually on the pod. It must be quite soul destroying for them to actually come into uh, sort of like come into every weekend, just knowing that they're going to be lost, they're going to be lapped, um, and it's just what can they do? You know, they the they, they're not even racing with themselves, you know, because Gunter would probably. You know, smashing the door or something. Um, but yeah, it's just—I I really don't have anything to add. You know, they—they they, they turned up, they drove, they finished two laps down, and now they're going to be heading off to to Qatar to do the same thing. And as I say that, we have news on Lewis Hamilton. Would you like me to read it out?
1: Yep, go on. We've talked about the talked about it before before the show got going. Hamilton allegedly breaching sporting regulations for not having his belts done up properly.
0: Okay, so Lewis Hamilton has been fined five thousand euros with an additional twenty thousand euros, which is suspended through the end of two thousand and twenty-two. Uh, it is in. It is a breach of Appendix L, Chapter 3, Article 4 of the FIA International Sporting Code. Uh, in only his terms, he took off his belts while he was on a slowdown lap. And he's been fined 5K for it.
1: I think he can afford it. I, I think, think so. be all right. I think he'll probably get 10 times that in the bonus for today. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. And well-deserved, too, because he was incredible today. Um, but yeah, those are the 20 drivers. Of I did mention as well that... Uh, that ricardo he was in the points and then had an engine issue had to retire and lance stroll i'm guessing he retired because of damage to his car from the incident with uh with yuki Tsunoda. um so let's vote for our driver of the day i think sir lewis hamilton did win it in the uh, in the actual poll for for the real driver of the day on on the f1.com uh, website and I can't give it to anybody else. I have to give it to Hamilton here. He's made 25 overtakes through the weekend. Yes, he's got a quick car. Yes, he had a brand new engine. But how can you how can you look past that? I I, I personally can't look past that. Um, Owain, who who's your driver of the day?
2: Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to say any different because I think you know there's there's a case that, You know, all through this season, I would say that. You know, no matter what the result has been, that um, we've had a class of two. Uh, you know, uh, with between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, and and today, and for and today, you know, it's unfortunate if you're a Max fan, but we had a class of one. There was like no one else on that track doing anything better. Um, you know, and it that, that's that, that's one of those performances that's going to go down. You know, in the in the pantheon, like it's that that's a Hall of Fame level performance. Um, if you want to see a, a Grand Prix drive. That sort of nails together everything that you need to know. Everything that you need to know about Lewis Hamilton, that one right there. So absolutely him for me.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent there. Uh, and people say it's possible to pass around into Lagos, and it absolutely is. But um, it's not easy. It's not one of the easiest tracks to pass on. We've had it through the years where guys just cannot get past. They get stuck behind other drivers. Um, Tom, who is your pick for driver of the day? It's got to be Lewis Hamilton.
0: You know, he is. uh, That was just a. That was just a drive of a champion. Um, I mean, what, what, what more, what more can can we say? You 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 said about the overtakes, the moves he put in, the pressure he put on Max. Yeah,
1: has to be Hamilton. Has to be. Alex, are you going to make it a full house for Hamilton?
3: (sighs) I'd be a brave man if I didn't. Wouldn't I? I think. uh... (laughs) it's got to be hasn't it I mean it was it was in a class of his own today Um, I'm trying to give an honourable mention to uh, somebody else but I can't it's just on a different pedestal really Uh, uh, Lewis Hamilton's drive today Uh, so it's definitely going to be a full count
1: yeah that's the thing you look down the order and you think who did a better job than him he literally came from the back uh, the start of the sprint and then got sent back another five places for the start of this one you know, it's it's just unbelievable, and it, and more importantly for him, it keeps his championship alive, because um, it, it could it could have been almost over after this potentially, especially if Max didn't have any more retirements. And I think I think um, David Croft said it in the in the Sky commentary after, while while Hamilton was taking the checkered flag, 101 wins for him now, which matches all the Brazilian drivers in F1 history. So Senna, PK, Barrichello, Fittipaldi, um Massa, all of them combined, they've got the same amount of wins as Hamilton, which is—it just doesn't seem right, does it? It doesn't seem possible, but he's done it, and he's probably going to surpass that in a few weeks' time with uh, with with three rounds this, left this season. Um, uh, but yeah, so let's uh, let, let's give it let's give you guys a chance to uh to plug your outlets. Uh, Tom, I've mentioned that you're part of the EF1 crew, so what is the podcast that you guys do, and uh, where can people find it?
0: Yeah, so I'm part of Everything F1. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We are Everything F1. Uh, we also have a uh, we have our podcast, which is the Everything F1 podcast, which is available on Apple uh, yeah, Apple Music, iTunes, whatever it's called, Spotify, uh, our website, all your favorite podcasting locations. And also we have our website, which is everythingf1.com
1: definitely check those guys out i've been on their podcast and they do run a fantastic page on facebook as well i do i do generally get a lot of my news updates and rumor information from uh, your guys's page so yeah definitely check them out um owen uh, is anything you want to plug
2: yeah uh it's, it's been on a sort of uh, unfortunately just with the way that the scheduling works out there it's been on a bit of hiatus as i've been saying for multiple <laughs> weeks now. so so if you've been listening i'm sorry if you've got sick of it uh, but if you like a, a sort of uh, a more let's say light-hearted take, uh, on the, on the, on the weekend. Uh, I, I normally do that. I, uh, I, I round up sort of the 10 of the best memes uh, that usually come from the race, um, uh, on spotlight Uh, and it will be coming back from Qatar now that, uh, now that it's moving a bit earlier in the day on a Sunday. Uh, so that will be back. Um, not with a vengeance, just just back. <laughs>
1: probably, probably the, me- the memes worse. will be back for vengeance, slightly course. worse
2: and more derivative than before. But you know, it's fine. Yep,
1: yeah, definitely check that out when it <laughs> when it when it comes back. You've, you've committed now, Owen. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold Yeah, you I'm to held that. to that now. That's it. Yeah, you gotta be. I hold you to that. And yeah, and those and those pieces do do well. To be fair, they are consistently, even though the races were months and months ago, they they still do well. They still dragging viewers uh, from from cyberspace and. Another, another series that does well as well is the, uh, the classic review, the F1 Blast from the Past, written by the one and only Alex Booth.
3: Thanks <laughs> for that. Uh, yeah, I love my F1 archives, as you know, so uh, I, I contribute to uh, uh, writing. Every time I go to a Grand Prix, I, I write about a classic race there in the past. It's going be a little bit difficult over the next three races because we've got Qatar <laughs> and Saudi Arabia, and we've never raced there before, so uh, I've been genius for that, and Abu Dhabi, Uh, I don't mean to sound too negative, but we've only had one great race there in the history that we've been there, and I wrote about that last year. um, But the thing is, uh, with the championship in the way it is, um, especially as now we're on 14 points, so if it's, uh, barring any fastest lap points for Hamilton and Verstappen, if it's a Hamilton and Verstappen 1-2 in that order in Qatar, it's 7, and again in Saudi Arabia, it'll be neck and neck going into Abu Dhabi. So watch out for a classic championship decider and a potentially classic... Report on it on a previous
1: championship side. Yeah, and there have been some absolute classics for that as well. Uh down the years. Some some huge championship decides. It is building up. It's just a shame it's at Abu Dhabi. You'd like it to be at Brazil, where it was at today, but those days are sadly gone, unfortunately, in Formula One. Uh, hopefully they come back, but I wouldn't expect it to. Um But yeah, so thank you for plugging your outlets, guys. Uh, We've just passed 300 subscribers on YouTube now as well. Obviously, I mentioned before, we do go out live on YouTube. So if you want to catch the show about an hour after each session, after the sprint or qualifying or race, that's the place to go. Just search for F1 Grid Talk on YouTube. Uh, and we're also available on the regular pop- podcasting platforms as well: Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Verbal Omni Studio, and Pocket Casts. Just search for the F1 Grid Talk on all of those. And you can check out our huge back catalogue of shows—over 150 episodes now. We've passed 150 episodes now uh, for you to get through. Just you know, obviously, it's the previews, reviews, the qualifying reviews, and some. Uh, and some more documentary-style pieces as well, like the Etting Centre special, Tiregate in the 1994 Benetton Conspiracy, and two interviews with Mario Wasola from Pirelli as well. And, uh, yeah, thank you for joining us, lads. Really do appreciate it, as always. Yeah, it's cool. no problem. Anytime. And we're we'll back tomorrow from 8 o'clock UK time to preview the very first Formula 1 Qatar Grand Prix. Until then, thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you for the next one. Bye-bye.